When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Inner Source Healing Podcast, the program about healing from toxic abuse. My name is Deborah Ashway. I'm a mental health therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist, but I also have been where you are now and have experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse. It has been a long journey through the path of healing. But when we finally awaken from the trance that we so easily fall into around toxic people, life can be absolutely amazing. It's like you can finally breathe, live, and experience life in full, vivid, extraordinary color. I want to help people get there by healing from dependency, codependency, trauma, and abuse. The healing process brings us through long-standing perceptions that have held us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. The power of self-compassion. If you want greater happiness, start showing yourself some compassion. According to research, self-compassion has powerful benefits that can contribute to your overall well-being in many of life's domains, including relationships, finance, physical, and emotional health. So how do we practice self-compassion? In this episode, we're going to learn about self-compassion and how to put it into practice using different techniques to bring more compassion into our lives. After being submerged in a relationship with a toxic person, we begin to internalize their beliefs and accusations. We get twisted around and caught up in their negative thinking and their blaming. And we start accepting the blame subconsciously. And that's, if you didn't listen to the last episode, the sorry compulsion, listen to that. That's how we get there. With enough repeated times of hearing the same things over and over, our brains eventually build the neural pathways that accommodate their perspective. And if it didn't, we would be in constant battle inwardly and outwardly. So this is just a built-in protective factor of the brain. It is the protective part of the brain. This means we need to start questioning our own behaviors, our motives, and our tactics. But we adapt these negative self-beliefs that make it difficult to direct any compassion toward ourselves. So we get stuck. We get in the habit of mercilessly judging and criticizing our own faults and our own shortcomings. Do we even deserve compassion? We start to wonder. This is conditioned thinking, and it really does happen to the best of us, no matter how confident and secure we were before. This happens after an intense amount of toxicity. We have spent so much of the time focusing on their feelings, on their needs, on their perspectives, the toxic person, 
on their wants and whims, and that we completely lose focus on our own after a while, our sense of self becomes distorted. It is probably easier to have compassion for a complete stranger than it is for yourself. It's probably easier to have compassion even for the narcissist, for the toxic person, than it is to remember to have some for yourself. Maybe you make excuses for their bad behaviors. You might find yourself doing it sometimes. Or you might consider their their terrible childhood or upbringing that they probably had. And that sort of kind of goes to um, help allow their behavior or help you subconsciously deal with their bad behavior and make sense of it. You get into the subconscious habit of excusing it or overlooking it. So the goal here is to change that in your brain, to rewire those neural pathways, to be able to bring yourself some compassion. We want a changed sense of self. We want to deepen the relationships that we have with ourselves and with others. We want increased compassion and sympathy for ourselves and for others, but not too much that we are um, overlooking toxic behaviors or not so much that we're making excuses for this and allowing this. But we do, we, we do want to have compassion and sympathy and empathy for ourselves, and we want to have a greater ease at expressing our emotions. We want an increased experience of ourself as a capable and self-reliant individual. And we want some greater appreciation for life. We want our life priorities to be in line and we want positive changes in our spiritual beliefs and dimensions and energy. And we want to remember that all of this is part of us. Try, try this out. If I survived this, I can survive anything. So that means that if you, I mean, look at all you've been through. Look at all the toxic and demeaning behaviors that you've had to endure and all of the experiences that you've had to survive. If you can do that, you can do anything. You want to try um, to bring that in to your sense of self. Reminding yourself that you're strong, reminding yourself that you have the higher energy, that you can tap into that, but you need to bring that back to you. Quit giving all of your energy away, quit giving away all of your compassion, and bring it back to you. You want to have more compassion and empathy for yourself. So some people kind of wonder, they get caught up in this, is self-compassion selfish? And sometimes I guess it can feel like it's selfish when you've been conditioned to give away your energy and give away your compassion and not focus on yourself. Then, yeah, after a while, it's you start to, again, form to that belief that, oh, I'm just selfish. Oh, I'm being selfish. I'm thinking about myself. I'm showing myself compassion instead of the other person. So is this fact or fiction? Well, it's fiction. You've been conditioned to believe this. You've been conditioned to believe this because if you do focus on yourself, that means you're not focusing on the narcissist or the toxic person in your life. And 
they want you to focus on them. They don't want you to focus on you. So any focus on you will be um, twisted around so that you can focus back on them. So they're going to tell you things like you're being selfish and you're going to start to believe that. So how then, if you have that deep belief and you have that deep feeling, how do you become more compassionate for yourself? Well, you start out by working with feelings of love. Love is the highest form of energy that there is. Always keep that in mind and start with that. Bring someone to mind that you love, anyone, even pets. Just bring them to your mind. Think of things that make you smile. The areas of the brain that light up when we have feelings of love and desires of wanting to help others are connected with the same circuitry for positive emotions. Empathy is strengthened. There is actually an area in the brain that is related to empathy, which enlarges with increased empathy and feelings of love. Feelings are energy. Emotions are energy. Love is the highest form of energy that there is. So bring that energy in. Let's just practice it for a minute. Close your eyes. Take some deep breaths. Bring to mind a person or animal or anything that makes you smile. Notice your heart. Notice the energy in your heart. Notice your breathing. Feel where the energy of love is around your heart. It is light. It is harmony. It is beauty. Imagine that energy flowing through your body. Imagine it flowing out through your breathing. Imagine it flowing out to different parts of your body, through your shoulders, down through your stomach, through your legs, all the way out to your toes. That energy radiating out through your shoulders and your arms, all the way out through your fingers. Imagine that light energy going through your head. Feel that energy inside you, around you, in front of you, behind you, next to you, surrounding you. Bring to mind somebody that you know might be suffering. Imagine looking into their eyes, see their sadness, feel their struggle. Imagine bringing that light to them, saying to them, may you heal and find joy. Now shine that light back to yourself. flowing through you and hold that love in your heart 
you deserve that. That's part of you. That's part of who you are. That's part of your birthright. Other things that you can do to practice mindfulness are you can do things such as writing a letter to yourself. Maybe you can start by writing a letter to somebody else that you know is struggling. And then you can go back and change the name instead of dear somebody else, dear self, put your name there. Change some of the circumstances if you need to, but look at the wording that you're using when you're trying to comfort someone. And use that for yourself. Pay attention. Another thing you do is pay attention to your self-talk. What are you saying to yourself? Are you berating yourself? Are you belittling yourself, insulting yourself? Would you say that to anybody else? If you find that you're saying these things to yourself, yeah, the first thing to do is ask yourself, are you, would I say this to somebody else? Probably not. So change that. What would I say to somebody else? How would I change this to somebody that you, that you care about? So change it. Change the talk that you notice, the banter going on in your head. All these things are habitual. So it will take some conscious effort on your part to look at this. Another thing is keep a self-compassion journal. Journal about self-compassion. Meditate on it. Write about it. What does that mean? What does compassion mean to you? Just write about it and apply it to yourself. Another thing really important to do is identify your wants, your needs, your preferences, your opinions, your experiences, anything that is about you. What do you like? What do you want? Honor that. What are your needs? What do you prefer? What about your own opinions? Don't always buy into other people's opinions. Start to really practice formulating your own opinions and your own experiences and your own wants and your own needs. Pay attention to your senses around you. Do you like that smell? Do you not like that smell? Do you like going to your parents' house when your siblings and your parents are arguing? Would you prefer to be doing something else? If so, do you get up and leave? Do you excuse yourself or do you stay there and try to tolerate it? Notice what you're doing and honor your wants and your preferences and your needs and your likes and your dislikes. If you like something, at least pay attention to it. Oh yeah, I like this. If you don't, also pay attention to that. But these are all ways to start honoring the self and bringing compassion to yourself. Remember, you deserve self-compassion. If other people deserve self-compassion, you certainly deserve self-compassion. You really need to get in touch with that. That is your core energy. That is where love is, and that is what will heal you. Don't worry about what other people think of you. Don't worry about if other people think that you deserve it or not. Bring your energy back to you. You deserve it. Bring it back. Hold that light within you. Don't let that go. That is precious energy, and you need it. You need it to heal. 
when you're going through a difficult time, pay attention to the thoughts. Some of them are automatic. Some of them are deeply held beliefs that really aren't true. And we'll get into that later, but they're really not true. But if you hear that stuff going on in your head, if you hear that stuff going on in your, you know, in your emotions, bring self-compassion to that. At least mix that in with that light. Bring light onto that. It's going to be hard to get rid of all the negative self-talk, but at least mix it in. Imagine colors mixing together. Imagine one, one of them is red. The red is the negative. And then the, the, the love and the light is more like yellow, beautiful, bright. Deep, dark red is what's hurting you, but bring that yellow light in. Mix it. Watch it turn orange and bright and beautiful. Bring self-compassion into your life, to yourself. Practice that on a daily basis. Maybe you can stick up post-it notes around where you might see them. I deserve self-compassion. Everybody deserves self-compassion. Everybody deserves compassion. Even the most toxic person deserves or did at one time when they were a child. Maybe they didn't get it. Maybe their toxic behavior doesn't deserve compassion, but at their deep soul level, yeah, everybody deserves compassion, and especially you. So try to remember that and practice that. Thank you for listening to the Inner Source Healing Podcast. Remember, it is important to give yourself the compassion that you deserve. And remember that your feelings matter. If you want more information or want to contact me, please visit my website at www.innersourcetherapy.com.